Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's me, Mark. Wrestle me, Peter. We didn't think we'd get five out of this, but we have. No, people will be very annoyed about that, I'm sure. Not only is it going on and on and on, yeah. this, this one's probably going to be quite short. Suck so, it. <laughs> it's, um, Suck it. It's an important episode, this one, yeah. because we're only halfway through detailing all the awful things that JBL has done <laughs> on his rise to the top. Perfect mm. example. It's a bit, a bit of satire here. Yeah, um, it's very much like, you know how, how, for example, Boris Johnson, who I presume, at the time of recording this, he isn't the Prime Minister. Right. Right. I presume he is now because yeah. you cannot stop. You the cannot stop, you these, stop the these people. <laughs> and there is a thing about, you know, whatever he's done, he just keeps on going up and up and up. You, mm. you fail upwards and, you know, you're a disaster yeah. and you just get more and more given to you. JBL is the one example in the WWE of someone who everybody says is really, really horrible. And that seemed to take him to the top of the company. Mm. He's helped by a couple of things. He was helped by the fact that a lot of big stars had fallen by the wayside. Mm. And Eddie Guerrero, who was the champion, was feeling burnt out. And they didn't have any heels that were big enough, you know, to take the belt. Mm. Everyone had disappeared, really. And so he found himself at a time when the industry was um, split between two brands, uh, that there was a gap for a main event heel. Yeah. When Vincent Mann first came up with the the idea for being a wealthy Texan sort of oil billionaire, mm. um, it's basically an updating of the Million Dollar Man gimmick. Mm. Vincent Mann legitimately thought he'd be a good guy. <laughs> 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 he, he finds that a sort of... People will love this really wealthy yeah, Texan yeah. loudmouth, you know. <laughs> um, just madness. Who's, who's the hero of, um, of Dallas? It's JR, obviously. Yeah. yeah, everyone loves him. Uh, well, he was the good guy, wasn't he? You know? <laughs> and it's... Um, the, 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 the JBL character was given to, to Bradshaw, uh, as he was previously known, and occasionally you hear people call him Bradshaw, and you get the impression, Triple H calls him Bradshaw in one of the early bits, that they're trying to just sort of go, don't forget your fucking place. Yeah, 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 and yeah, that yeah. was in character it's a bit of a dig mm. um, JBL quickly goes from the mid card to the main event pretty much nobody is expecting it to happen mm. he's an unusual character insofar as he got a lot of heat because he would come out and go, I'm a wrestling god. And sort of he wasn't. Everyone mm. hated watching him. So he'd get heat because everyone was like, he thinks he's great, but he's awful. But then you'd have to sit through his matches. His matches and right. It was just a real, a real <laughs> fucking turn-off. Um, they, uh, he was good on the mic. He's mm. really, really good on the mic. And that was something that he needed at the time. He also was 
quickly changed his character into being a real horrible fucking arsehole. Mm. And that is not a stretch, it seems. <laughs> um, but he had been in the mid-card for years and years. And I remember watching at this time, and because you'd known him before, you were like, but that's just Bradshaw. Yeah. It's, it was a strange sort of thing, but they needed him there. There's a famous thing that happens at, at uh, ECW One Night Stand where Paul Heyman says Bradshaw is in the audience and he's being obnoxious. And Paul Heyman says to him... The only reason you became a world champion is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. <laughs> and that was to do with the fact that Triple H was uh, not a champion at the time, but had he wanted to work Tuesdays, he'd have been on SmackDown as a champion. Right. JBL was a perfect example of a filler that was needed. He was the right place at the right time, but nobody really sort of thought he deserved it to some yeah. degree. Um, he became the longest reigning champion in WWE for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> just because there was a dearth of main eventers and, and injuries crazy, kept out Undertaker and Angle, yeah. and it was just good timing. The match they have here is so dull, I can't tell you. Mm. This is the rise of Cena, where they take Cena, who is a project they've been working on for a number of years. They've been pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. They get him to the main event, and then they pull the trigger. Yeah. And they're saying, you are the new generation. In some ways, JBL was a good character for that, because everybody fucking hated JBL. <laughs> so you were relieved to see anyone take over. <laughs> so the match itself that they have is pretty shitty. Mm. It's it's weird. There's no no real sort of like, you know, nervous covers. There's no false finishes. There's nothing creative. It's just like a plod through. Yeah. Uh, a month later, at Judgment Day 2005, they have an I Quit match, which is fucking phenomenal. It's really weird. It's a bloodbath as mm. well. And there's a really good bit of character where they have to make the other person say I quit. And Cena looks really tough because he is literally like he's been held underwater in a bucket of blood. And JBL is all busted up. And there's a bit where Cena takes the exhaust pipe off a, off a lorry and is running <laughs> over to hit him with it and JBL just gets the mic and just goes I quit I quit I quit like a proper coward <laughs> yeah it's good because all bullies are cowards Pete mm. yeah they are in his Fuck 2004 autobiography Adam Copeland on Edge um, Edge detailed the time JBL approached him when he was taking a shower and gently rubbed his backside with soap according to Edge and long-standing rumours this was normal behaviour for Bradshaw when approaching rookies as he said it weeded out prima donnas <laughs> right okay Palmer Cannon, he's a forgotten man, but he was, he's remembered really just for the fact that it, this happened, which is he played, uh, he was a wrestler, a young wrestler. They brought him up quickly because he was good on the mic, mm. and he played a sort of overbearing network executive who was interfering in the shows. All right. Uh, he was there from 2005 to 2006. Um, he went on a European tour just as he was becoming huge. He was continually on telly. Mm. Um, he simply left the country that they were in, in a cab abroad went home and never went back to the WWE. And it was all to do with JBL, yeah. who had been bullying him mercilessly. The rumours that uh, abound online are that he made distasteful comments about Cannon's recently deceased brother when they were all drinking at a foreign bar. Um, wow. the, the other person who comes up quite a lot in these stories as being an instigator of the bullying is Chris Benoit, oh. which uh, is a shame that he turned out to be a rotten one. Yeah. He'd never have thought. That's the reason why we know about him. Uh, WCW uh, wrestler Billy Silverman, he went to Wrestler's Court, where right. Bradshaw was a leading member. He was a prosecutor. Again, what? we're finding out these tiny bits about it. A few good men. But, Who um, the code red? <laughs> that few good men promo changed everything for everyone. <laughs> um, but Billy Silverman, he was a referee in WCW. He was working in WWE. And he made a terrible, terrible error, which is they all had plane tickets and Billy Silverman paid from his own purse to upgrade his one to first class. Yeah. 
And that was seen as being an absolutely monstrous faux pas. Oh, and as such, he, he blames JBL as the reason that he, he quit. He said he had two months of just being tormented by him. Um, he said that <laughs> JBL demanded he smuggle liquor across the Canadian border <laughs> against his will, which he did again and again. He was also ordered to get everyone drinks on future flights, but the harassment just became too much and he left. We'll see it One Night Stand 2005, which we're going to be doing fairly soon. Um, we'll see JBL legitimately start beating up the blue meanie and splitting his head open for a perceived slight that why was done he... in an interview. The, the funny thing about why JBL... Why get away with it? <laughs> uh, timing. I mean, mm. uh, I think I think Vincent Mann liked the idea of having a shit-talking tough guy. And the, the thing about Bradshaw is, or JBL, is that you can, you can say uh, there are rumours, mm. but there are an awful lot of people who have gone on the record to say that he's an absolute fucking shithead. <laughs> um, the more recently, when he was a commentator, uh, the, the commentator Mauro Ranallo, who does... Uh, my, my, my tongue is getting tired, and Mauro Ranallo is not the easiest name no, to say. What was the one we couldn't get? Um, we, uh, who was the German? Baron von Barva. Baron von Barva. Still can't Baron do it. Baron von Barva. <laughs> Still not got any better. Baron von Barva. But um, the, uh, <laughs> Mauro Ranallo was a commentator. He suffers from bipolar, mm. and the Wrestling Observer had named him Wrestling Commentator of the Year yeah. uh, last year, and he put it on his social media. And again, the, there was bullying from JBL, which some of which went out on the network, where he was just sort of berating uh, Mauro Ronaldo, saying he was obsessed with social media and this, that, the other. And so there's obviously a streak in him, which is strange. Um, and wide. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a thing. So it's always, once again, it's a thing when you see him in a match, and he is good in matches because he bullies people. Yeah. But then you sort of go, ah, am That's... I watching something and just sort of going, God, this is good. But, but actually it's real yeah don't make my wrestling complex it must be <laughs> please. please it must it must be a situation where like yeah, yeah you you can't always sort of let the mask slip but it's just, like you don't want to see someone doing what they do in the ring outside of it and be sort of good at it, it seems and prolific and yeah and have and nobody having any recourse of like sort of going look this isn't fucking right especially because the undertaker is a is the judge and you know jbl is a prosecutor the, the, what's really funny is there don't seem to be a huge amount of people who they say you're a bully it's the one thing that doesn't seem to be there. I suppose part of it is you're also in an industry with, you know, strong, capable yeah, men. Macho men. Um, someone like... Uh, there's, there is one story where sort of JBL gets... Someone gets his own back, which is the commentator from ECW, Joey Styles, who was working on SmackDown, and they uh, were, again, abroad. And it seems to be something... Like the plane rides from hell, right. which JBL is also sort of a key member of some of those. Yeah. Like those plane rides from they're hell... Kind of off the clock a little bit. When they go abroad, mm. I think they everything is a little bit hands-off. They get to drink... Mm. Um, and he was talking about uh, JBL had had um, thrown a bucket of ice water over Lillian Garcia when he was drunk and that sort of thing. And he had been tormenting Joey Styles again and again, who has talked very much on the record about it. Uh, what he, Joey Styles, I don't think, has boasted about, but has been a story that everyone tells, is that Joey Styles had enough and he punched Bradshaw and knocked him to the floor. Nice. So, you know, yes. anyone can get one in. It's fantastic yes. it was Joey Styles. And I bet Bradshaw brooded over that for months, just really <laughs> furious. Um, another one on a plane, Amy Webber, she fell asleep. She made the mistake of... Uh, he felt very disrespected. This was someone he was working with as a sort of like his valet mm. who was uh, an on-screen presence and she fell asleep on a, on a plane and he poured a Bloody Mary over her dress. You know, it's just, What's it's that? proper madness where you go, you are an adult and you are making a lot of money and everything and why are you just, everyone you see, you're sort of like pinching them. And, yeah. You know, yeah, I wonder what he did before wrestling. <laughs> he would have been a Johnny Football hero. He was no a Johnny Football hero. He, he's been a wrestler for a long time and right. all around the world. Um, but most importantly, he once wrestled a bear. 
Oh, good, okay. In Abilene, Texas, when he was uh, an American all-collegiate, he says, and a bear was brought into town. Uh, America's very different, isn't it? It is. I've been England. to Abilene, and I went into a um, and I went into an Airbnb that was self... You could get the keys yourself and yeah. unlock the door. Uh, I went in. Um, in the cupboard in, the, in, in front of me was a lot of ammunition. Oof. And then in the back bedroom was a sleeping man <laughs> who woke up uh, to a start. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And my friend was playing the drums in the next room because he'd just gone in and seen the drum kit and started on drums. Uh, and this guy was asleep. And um, he's like, oh, sorry, I heard my brother didn't tell me there was anyone coming around. And he's doing his laundry. Should you be here? <laughs> is, is my art a question? He could have shot me. He could have <laughs> shot me at any moment. Um, so frightening. The, the, naturally, you know, that, that's the setup for the story in yeah. this Nabaline, Texas. Yeah. Um, I was in America. American all collegiate and a bear was brought into town. It's <laughs> just it's another world. Isn't it? um, the match was touted as the All American Wrestling the Bear. Right. Makes sense. Okay. I did not do very well. <laughs> he said. <laughs> I got destroyed in a matter of minutes. Uh, there were guys there, but the bear just went absolutely berserk. <laughs> he was I realised he was defanged, detoothed, declawed. <laughs> yeah. I realised the bear wasn't wrestling as hard as I was. He was just playing. I relaxed. He relaxed. And I flipped him onto his side. If I were to flip him onto his back, I would have gotten a grand and a half, which was a billion dollars to me back then. I was young and I had no money, so I pushed him onto his side. He just absolutely erupted. He went berserk. <laughs> he tore me up, tore up the bar. They had to hit him with a chain and get a choke strap on him. My college roommates tried to drag me off. It was quite a scene by the time they got on that bear off me. <laughs> That's Bradshaw's own words from an interview. Wow. There seems to be a reflective side. I wonder if he's going to look back and go, I could have done this as a nice guy. What, <laughs> or, what or a, a less, strange thing. Or an, or an in-ring bad guy. Yeah. Just keep it in there. Don't take your work home, will you? Yeah. Uh, interestingly, the, the two... Um, big bad guys and when they start the show the two champions Triple H and JBL mm. they only ever have one singles match uh, when they're both sort of you know established right. it happens on a raw How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yep. It is time for the first ever sumo match. We're going to send it up to our ring announcer, Tony Chimmel. Strange ah. thing is, there's still this thing about you know through through the through the years where certain people just miss each other. Mm. It's fascinating. Sting and the Undertaker is the best example of that. Yeah, they where they know. they never actually had that match. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> uh, it, it's just a strange one. Your bigger ones like your Goldbergs and Stone Cold Steve Austins are, are things, but it's just that funny thing where you just go, mm. oh yes, we were around exactly the same time. We uh, we're in the same company, and we never ever got to the ring together. <laughs> just a strange one. Just a strange one. Oh wow. But, uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Well, um, I mean, I mean, do we, um, do we, we didn't really talk about the match itself. I mean, do you know what I it found it really, really, it was really dull. dull. It was uh, really I just, dull. I just wanted to talk about. I've uh, seen a spinning belt. <laughs> yes. had a cool turntable the belt. US thing. Again, what's strange is is John Cena <laughs> loses that to um, Orlando Jordan, right. and Orlando Jordan was a uh, black gay man mm. who was a wrestler and I think he was quite openly bisexual even mm. when he was in the WWE yeah. and it's a strange thing that he ends up being in Bradshaw you know JBL's cabinet if you like that they're putting them together right okay, and you yeah, go yeah. again is someone picking on Jordan Orlando Jordan <laughs> by going I'll tell you what we're going to put you with the, with the champion and then, and then Mark and then Mark's going to draw you <laughs> terrible terrible behaviour um, yes the uh, Hall of Fame yeah. So this is the third year or second year of it. I, uh, I think it's certainly um, um, being being televised and part of WrestleMania. Yeah. I think it's probably about the second or third year. Yeah. Um, this is a Hulk Hogan special. Mm. So this is Hulk Hogan going in and some of the people that he famously feuded with. Yeah. Roddy Piper, uh, Paul Orndorff, the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., and the Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Yes. Um, you can tell that all of the other guys going in are a little bit like. Uh, I'm annoyed that Hulk Hogan is getting all the attention again. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit annoying. That was my career. Paul Orndorff, who had a very, very good run against Hogan in 86, 87, they never had a had a, um, a WrestleMania sort of uh, a program. So it's sort of almost like fell between the the, the, the sort of pay-per-views and, and it's been forgotten about to some mm. degree. They had a couple of absolutely on-fire matches and they went around the house show circuit. But Orndorff is a strange, cantankerous man. Good wrestler, really good wrestler um, at the time in the 80s and he basically he did a really nice speech on the night and then a year later he was saying he hated the Hall of Fame concept he said it didn't mean anything to me the only reason I did it was I was getting paid and then he said I left behind the $20 plaque uh, that they gave me in the hotel room afterwards. He said, and "That's what I thought about the whole thing." Oh, oh shame, isn't it? I mean, it should have. Should have, would he have that? It, was that like now, or was that like uh, when it actually happened? That was about a year afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's, well, it's funny. It... They do get very bitter and strange. Mm. You know, it's uh... well. I mean, obviously, the Hall of Fame has become a much bigger thing nowadays, isn't it? So, yes. like, yeah. maybe his uh, opinion will have changed. Iron Sheik is great here as well. Yes. He really sort of like plows through. And <laughs> there's a funny bit where they all come out with a different diva, and mm. they were divas back then rather than women superstars, and. 
Sheik is really, really super respectful to the one he's with, which is Candice Michelle. And they're sort of going, oh, this is a sort of nice Aww. sort of thing there. And Orndorff is very, he sort of like checks out the arse of whoever takes him in. And I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, I know, I know, I like. Um, the problem is, we've also, during this WrestleMania, we've seen already in the ring Hogan, Piper, and Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah. So it's that's a little bit of it's yeah. not that thing where you just go, oh, I'm so excited to see him. You're mm. like, there's that guy we literally saw an hour ago yeah. and now we're all applauding him again um, so I think they've learnt from that now and they do tend to keep the legends sort of much more separate right, okay, you get yeah. a better pop yeah and it's uh, nice to see Nikolai Volkov and they sort of mentioned the sort of yeah, Russian thing the Russian yes after his death everyone said how, how nice a guy he was and Aww. how generous and sweet and you know just a real sweetheart and uh, when he's out there he's the only one who just looks a little bit like a confused old man <laughs> and that made me love him all the more Sylvester Stallone yeah Rocks yeah. up. Doing uh, the introduction for yeah. um, for Hogan because yeah. uh, Hogan, of course, was Thunderlips in Rocky Three. Right, yes. And okay. that was Hogan's big thing that he became sort of, in, you know, the the embodiment of the professional wrestler, mm. but it was also a huge sort of boost for that film. Yeah. Um, ah. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Mm. Uh, they also have uh, Stacey Keebler comes out with yes. Hogan because she is... <laughs> it's a weird thing where if you were another diva, you'd be like, oh, OK, well, I know where I stand. I'm <laughs> not the best-looking one then. They've <laughs> definitely sort of gone, you go with Hogan. <laughs> Hulk, we're going to have a beautiful white woman for you. <laughs> Wonderful, <Yay>. brother. Wonderful. <laughs> um, Orton does a little bit of comedy as well because he's now back on TV. Yeah. Oddly that he's on TV and the other ones aren't. Yes. And uh, when he comes out, he goes, yeah, he throws his arms up. And then he goes, oh, my neck. Because <laughs> like, he's been in a match. Old school brilliance. Love it. Loved it. A lot of time for that. And then finally, the main event. Yep. Uh, Batista versus Triple H. Oh, Batista looks... Oh, these veins look like my muscles. He's good in this, isn't he? Oh. He is the, the man that I don't think anyone saw this coming. Um, mm. Randy Orton in Evolution was the guy who they were suddenly pushing, who was going to be taking on Triple H. Um, that was supposed to be the rumoured main event. It didn't make it that far because that ran out of steam. Right. And they did a slow build with silent Dave Batista. Dave, who was not great on the mic, mm. who didn't really have a gimmick, who, you know, just looked like a big muscle head, mm. uh, who turned out to be as charismatic a performer as you can imagine. <laughs> and a and a, and a legitimately good main eventer at mm. a time when they needed them. Um, what's really funny about this, Batista, I always think of being massive. And in this match, when he's opposite Triple H, they're about the same size. Yeah. And it's a strange sort of optical illusion. I, 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 I sort of find him not, not being particularly tall, like for a wrestler. He's, yeah. he's fucking wide. Yeah. And he ordered, I think I told you before, his favourite order is a Leon's chicken nuggets. <laughs> yes. Now some Leon's chicken nuggets. I bet he eats a lot of chicken those. Nuggets. Um, He's he was just I mean he wasn't an amazing wrestler. Mm. He he wasn't very good at all on the microphone. Right. Um he didn't have a, a particular look. Outside the ring they, they put him in suits. And the suits is a really good thing because in a way it sort of goes, I'm a professional and, yeah. I'm, and I'm earning money. And there's a sort of odd thing in wrestling that not enough people wear suits. Yeah. Cody Rhodes wears a suit now. Right. And that seemed to have made him a bigger star. <laughs> it's not what he does in the ring or his company. It's just the suit. He hit a chair with a hammer or a sword or something. <laughs> he made a chair fall a bit. It's anyway. exactly that. A triple H chair. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um but he's sort of got he hasn't really got a hairdo and he's got his own beard that he's sort of got a little stripe on it and I was sort of looking at him thinking what does he look like that I sort of I sort of go I don't 
like, I don't trust this. I don't know what, and what he looks like is it, when they sort of on Eurovision go, now we go over to beautiful Limassol in Cyprus. <laughs> and it would be, Dave would be like Cyprus's big, like mainstream presenter. Yeah. Uh, you know, hello, beautiful uh, <laughs> England. England. I would like one day to come for fish and chips. <laughs> now to the scores, like that. But he looks like that. And he's sort of... He, you know, he's, he, he's just... Uh, what doesn't really come across at this point mm. is how ridiculously charismatic he is. Yeah. And in fact, it doesn't really come across until almost at the end of his career <laughs> where he starts wearing mad designer clobber <laughs> and just being really good on the mic. It's, yeah. it's weird. He, the, the better he looks, the more confident he becomes. But um, he is, he is a, a really underrated wrestler. Mm. At the time, people were like, oh, he's one of the great big men. You know, he's a really good performer. And I think people have slightly forgotten about it now. Mm. Um, it's, he was really good and he was the right man at, at the time that was needed with he and Cena on the top it was very much a changing of the guard yeah. and there was this sort of fresh idea of these are the next generation and neither of them really dropped the ball on that mm. you know I think they also came from a point where they both loved wrestling you know Batista has started quite a bit uh, later on in later, life yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and was like 30 wasn't he I think so and he was quite grounded so whereas Randy Orton got the belt at 24 and you know was a bit of a problem backstage mm. um, Batista just seems to be one of those guys who just went really really smoothly through he's, he's also he's always very um, I don't know, honest. Like he's always been honest with you about the WWE, but he sort of said, like, I was interviewing him about from film, and he sort of said, I went for this role, I went for this role, and, you know, I didn't get it, and I was really gutted about it. And yeah. he'd, like, he'd happily just admit, I was really fucking worried about that role, and it really made me sad. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, some, really, there's some really nice things. He actually he wrote a book, which is called Batista Unleashed, I think, in right. about 2007. Um, and from the way it's done, I think, you know, there is a ghostwriter involved, but what's clear is that he sat down and just done the interviews mm. from the heart, and it's pretty much just been transcribed. But he does talk about this match, and this match itself this is another one of those ones where Triple H just goes if this is going to be good in 10 which it should have been it should have been Batista rolling him over mm. and instead Triple H goes do you know do you know what the best thing to do here would be let's go for 25 minutes uh, and then at the end you suddenly can beat me yeah and but I'll control the pace of it the whole way and there's a funny thing about like he continually says or sets himself this thing of going I can do a good 25 mm. I mean I've been given 25 a lot and there's never actually been one good one but I have a feeling it's going to be this one it's going yeah, to be a yeah, good yeah. one so let's definitely give me 25 again <laughs> and that's the, the, this match would have been so much better if it was a stronger performance by Dave and yeah. instead you slightly have that thing of Triple H he ends up you know going into the uh, ring post getting a huge bloody gusher yeah I don't know why how, how that happened really I don't know how he I think he's bladed quite deeply because <laughs> yeah, you see um, Ric Flair at one point has a has a um, definitely has something in his hand yeah I'm like I didn't really see him get given it hard to know so in his autobiography he writes sort of quite sort of frankly about what it's like um, he said I don't remember a whole lot of the match but I remember that right before I set Hunter up for the Batista bomb I thought oh my god this is it <laughs> three years before I've been a pro wrestler but far from the big time a year ago I'd been a guy so afraid of screwing up I may have been headed for the discard pile all I thought was I can't fucking believe this is happening so he <laughs> hits the Batista bomb finally after this long boring match which is only slightly enlivened by a bit of blood tell you what 
it's worth having the baby face get the blood because then he can fight out against the odds rather than the villain getting bloody and then going, well, I, you know, I accidentally cut my head open. And, you know, that made me weak. So it's such basic booking. Um, but Batista said, when I was handed the championship belt, I broke down. Mm. A flood of emotions came out. I cried right there in the ring for real. Um, after he was done, he went backstage. Everyone cheered and applauded. Um, Triple H and Stephanie gave him a bottle of Cristal, which he mentioned in his book he's still got because he's never found an appropriate moment to go, this is worth opening now. Um, and he gave his fiance a Tiffany uh, diamond engagement ring because when they first got together, he couldn't afford a proper one. He'd bought her something basic. And so he bought her that. Mm. And uh, it just sounded like a, a magical night. Um, they got married. They're no longer together, unfortunately. Oh. Um, before the age of 40, a couple of trivia facts. Batista was already a grandfather. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> he had two grandsons through the daughter he'd had in his first marriage. And during his second marriage, he became an avid collector of vintage metal lunchboxes. Yes, that's right, yes. His favourite is a 1967 Green Hornet lunchbox, as it has Bruce Lee on it. Um, <laughs> the collection started when he bought Angie an E.T. lunchbox, and she didn't uh, want to break it, so he bought a second one. So <laughs> Batista is big into his lunchboxes. Oh, that is lovely. Um, I've got a lot of time for that. Yeah, he, he came He came from quite a sort of deprived background, mm. I think, uh, and he, he mentioned that, I think before he was 10, there had been three murders committed on the, on the sort of patch outside their house. Mm. Uh, so to see him do so well... And do you know what, JBL? Doing it by not being a bully. Yeah. Although he was rumoured to have had a long-standing relationship with Melina when she went out with uh, John Morrison. Oh. Bit of a shame. He's got a big willy, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> Booker T once did beat up uh, Batista as well because he said he had an attitude <laughs> in a well-publicised locker room fight. So, I, look, not everyone's perfect, Pete. I, don't, I think they messed up the, the opening of this match where... Um, no pyro. Yeah. Mm. Like, Batista does a little dance. He does a sort of like... Like a... Nothing happens. boom, and it's silent. <laughs> and there's, there is a funny thing there where I, I looked at that and I thought, Triple H got, gave himself, he booked Motorhead yes, to play him exactly. in. And actually, the way that Triple H comes out the trapdoor, it's yeah. actually... It, it was like a cool robot. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Triple H uh, gets proper entrances. They get bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger over the years. Right. But very much to the detriment of his <laughs> opponent. So there is that thing of Triple H comes out and then, you know, he's got the motorhead playing for him yeah. and they're like, Ooh, and he's like, yeah. yeah. And then they go... Sort of um, singing the song properly. But can we not. afford the fireworks as well? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I think let's just cancel Dave's Let's just fireworks. cancel it, yeah, because I mean, let, me, let me on speed. Let, let me on speed. Let me on speed. Let, let, let um, me on speed. Uh, the, the, yeah. You've got them already. Well, let's save them for another time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let's but, let him off in the car park. Tell you what, though. Do you know what? Dave will get really, really... He'll be like, oh, is there some kind of... Don't tell him before he comes out. No, because he'll, he'll get scared if it's something... Good, yeah. Let him do his little dance, yeah, but just don't set... A fucking don't thing off. Do you understand this? <laughs> Do you understand this? Do I make myself clear? I am the game. This is the fucking game. Um, the two, uh, the two men, Triple H and Batista. The, the, this again is a slightly disappointing. It should have been far more of a dominant performance by Batista. Mm. If you're going to go to a new era, although Triple H is the one man who is never going to let that happen. No. If you're going to go to a new era, start it off strong. Um, Batista and Triple H would meet again uh, at WrestleMania 35, the one that's uh, this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is 2005. Oh my God, Ric Flair was there as well, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah they got him involved got Ill, in, yeah. The, uh, in, in the in the sort of build up. Yeah. Um, 
this one's 2005. The, the the last one was 2019. Right. So that is 14 years apart. I think that is the biggest gap in time where there's two matches involving the same people at WrestleMania. Nice. Yeah, that's a generational thing, isn't it? Lot there will be that. people watching this WrestleMania mm. who are like, who is this? I was about to say, who is this Batista guy? But they're going to be like, that is... That's Drax. That is the, the more famous one. Who is the guy <laughs> who looks like Lemmy from Motorhead? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I have enjoyed. You know what? This this show had a lot in it. It did a lot yeah. of different things in it. Yeah, it did. It's it's quite a. Do you know what the other thing is, Pete? We're entering the the boring sober years mm. where everyone we managed, look. We managed to get five out of this one. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't fret, my friend. We're going to lose JBL soon, <laughs> and, and there'll be no more bullying stories. There are there are. Uh, it's a worry. I can see things like the signs have disappeared. There's no signs. There's no mm. inept rubbish. There's no one yeah. banging their head. No. Although Batista lost his WrestleMania, does trip on his way to the ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the beginning, I think, of seeing a, a, a death knell for this, this show. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should just go. We should just float around the next ten years of uh, of WrestleMania and just mm. kind of try and find. <laughs> no, don't do WrestleMania, basically, and yeah. just find all of like the in blown up quads, uh, yeah. Vince, and, and all the weird shit that happens. Yeah, I think it's that thing of <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be reduced by the time we get to about WrestleMania, probably twenty seven. We're gonna be going. He had a blue suit on. Um, a Google blue suit. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it's quite a funny story here about a uh, a, got a, big hand. a kangaroo with a blue suit on. Actually, it's a good good image. That's what it's going to become. Why? Because people are responsible, and that makes me sick. Yeah, makes me sick too. <laughs> if you'd it's like to see stomach. us being sick in real life, why not uh, get tickets? We're WrestleMania is going to be I'm gonna uh, drink so much vodka, alive, alive, so, so much pig blood. I believe it's actually uh, on a Saturday night this year. Yeah, we're gonna get partied up. So we're gonna have a party. I'll tell you exactly. When it is, hang on, King's Place, WrestleMania. Phil for a second, King's Place. So we're Russell. going to be giving out a number of exciting prizes and competitions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't think what to do, so I started making promises that I cannot keep. <laughs> well, I mean, I've just found out uh, last year's is still up. That's upsetting. Saturday, the 14th of September, Mark. That's right. Wrestle me in Hall 2. Yes, the same as places last year, but that's yeah. because there is no bigger venue. Yeah. Although there is one, but it's a lot bigger. <laughs> Best available seats. I'm going to click on that and take five up, and then I'm allowed to run up and down those seats, <laughs> shouting, I'm Dev Batista. Get me, I'm the animal. I'm going to pour a Bloody Mary over you, and if you go to sleep, I'm going to drive you out of this company. Well, hopefully I'll be bloody a bit more wet than I am for this set of shows, so apologies, everyone. Uh, but um, we got through it, and nobody died. <laughs> Apart from Vader 1. Uh, no, he did the stabbing, allegedly. Uh, Invader 3, he was the one who drank the vodka and the pig's blood. Right, good. Uh, Vader 2, any stories about him? <laughs> <laughs> Number two. He's, on, Vader. he's the quiet middle son. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always one. He, he was is not... neither enhanced or disgraced the family. No, he no. became one of those people who became very clingy like a lot of middle children do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, we're back next time. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Is it the invasion one we're doing next? We're going to be doing ECW One Night Stand. Oh. Fuck you! Rules. Thank you. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.